Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Father-Son Packers podcast, your brand new source for Packers news, notes, and analysis. Coming to you here on a Monday night, breaking down last night's game against the Philadelphia Eagles, where the Packers unfortunately lost 40-33, to now falling to 4-8 and on the season, losing 7 of the last 8. And I am here, as always, with my co-host, my dad, Matt. Dad, how are we doing? <laughs> thought that game was better than I expected. Yeah, it's I agree. The best offensive showing we've had all season. Definitely. I mean, 100%. I, I, I had them losing, what, uh, 30 to 17? So they they only lost by a, a touchdown instead of t- um, two scores. Yeah, and I mean, they they scored a lot of points. The offense looked good. Um, we, let's just flow into our gut check since we're already talking about it. But, um, yeah, I thought that the offense looked, looked good and the defense was really bad. Uh, defense looked a little checked out at times in my opinion, but you know, the offense was, was really moving the ball. Sometimes I mean, I'm watching, you watch that game. like, were they checked out or did they just suck? Bad yeah. tackling, bad angles. I mean, I'm taking a bad angle isn't checked out. That's just bad play. Yeah. I mean, you're it's, like, it's a you're combination. You're trying to cut him off of like, you're, the guy's just running around you because you went the, the wrong way. Yeah, and I thought the offense looked really good. We got to see some Jordan Love. We'll talk about Aaron Rodgers, unfortunately, went down with an injury this game. Um, we did get to see some Jordan Love. He looked best he's looked, at least. There um, is just a ton to unpack oh good my and goodness. bad in this game. Yes, we're going to get into all of it today, breaking down this game, breaking down what this game means for the Packers this season and going forward. This is going to be a long episode, folks, but we're glad you're here to join us. But while you're here to join us, if you like what you hear, maybe come check us out on Twitter, at FatherSonPacker. We post when we have new episodes, any news and articles we find interesting, Packers news and injury updates. Uh, our thoughts on statements made during Packers press conferences, any and all of that you can find there on Twitter as long as Twitter stays up, at Father Son Packer. We'd really appreciate the follow. It would really help with our numbers. And then also come subscribe to us on YouTube. We post all these episodes there as well as on, of course, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you can find podcasts. But if you come subscribe to us on YouTube, we would really appreciate it. Uh, it would really help our numbers and... That'd be great. Thank you so much. But, Dad, should we get into this game, I guess, since we've already kind of started touching on it? Right. So we should get into uh, So as we looked at, they lost 40-33, to 33, and they're now 4-8, and eight, I think tied for, um, or they'd currently be in the ninth slot I think in eighth. the draft. I think I just looked it up. They would be eighth in the draft. And they've lost seven of the last eight games. Yeah. It's not quite free fall because they grabbed a branch at some point on the way down, slowed down their fall. They held on just enough to beat the Cowboys, which, like, it's if like you're going to pick a game. It's, like, it's the, car- the Cowboys were the cartoon branch sticking out of the cliff that they grabbed here's, on the way down. Here's the thing. If you're going to pick a game to win, though, and, like, you're going to lose the other seven, I'll take that one. Like, why not? Like, <laughs> I might as well. Sure. Um, and you might as well, you know, if we're going to lose them all, let's... Uh, Stick it to the Vikings and the Cowboys by losing to the Eagles? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, we're, <laughs> we'll take whatever silver linings we can get. You know, we try and stay positive here on the podcast, but before <laughs> do, we... Do we? <laughs> no, we don't. I was a total lie. Um, but before we get into the actual breakdown of the game, let's just quick first talk about the injury update. And the big one that everyone is talking about is Aaron Rodgers. Unfortunately, 
On top of his broken thumb, which we talked about last podcast, he now has an oblique and rib injury that caused him to leave this game at the start of the fourth quarter. He tried to play through it for a little bit and just said that it was hard for him to turn and hard for him to breathe. He was uh, he had initially feared he said that he had a punctured lung, but looks like that at least was avoided. Uh, went into the locker room for x-rays, but those were inconclusive, and he was supposed to get an MRI today, but we didn't really hear any update on that, unfortunately, which is part of the reason we wanted uh, to do the podcast right. today, yeah. but we didn't get any news on that. Um, but no punctured yeah, his x-ray lung. was inconclusive, so they thought maybe he's a rib injury, is an oblique muscle injury, but you can tell when he's throwing, he's like wincing, he's having trouble turning. Wincing even more than throw. usual. He wincing already winces than... after every throw. <laughs> yes, yeah, so now it's like, not just the thumb, but the ribs. And he's, and it, I think it happened on that last sack he took. Yeah, at least definitely. that was the guess, anyway. And yeah, it's definitely going to be something to keep an eye on this week. Um, both Lafleur and he have said that. Well, Rogers said that he wants to play as long as the Packers are mathematically still alive, and Lafleur said that if he's medically cleared to go, he will play against the Bears this coming weekend. Come follow us on Twitter for all the updates that will surely be coming about Rodgers going into this game against the Bears, and we'll be doing a pregame on Thursday if you want to come yeah. listen to that as well. But for now, that's kind of all we have on Rodgers, but that is the big one to watch. Yeah. Beyond and that, math- mathematically, they're at like 3% right now, so it's not yeah. zero. A generous 3% per ESPN. <laughs> right, um, depends. I've seen as low as 1% in some, I think, but 3% in, in, in others. Yes. but Somewhere between be- 1% and 3%. Beyond that, unfortunately, we also had a few other injuries. Darnell Savage did have to leave the game, but played the reporting, one, he only played one play. Yes, he was actually benched before this play even happened. He had been moved to a nickel-only role as opposed to his usual starting safety spot. Might have even been dime. I think he came in as the dime, not even mm. nickel. Okay, because he was and, behind both Ford and Nixon, I believe, ugh, and then he okay. came in on that third and long. Yeah. Um. The 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 uh, Eagles first third and long and caught his ankle in the turf, foot in the turf and turned his ankle as he tried to change direction and, and, and uh, stop hurts. Uh, yes. But we did hear today from Rob Domofsky on Twitter that the x-rays for him were clean uh, and they're treating it as a sprain and not season ending. So at least that's good for Savage. And then beyond that, uh, AJ Dillon did leave the game late, but he did come back in. So, probably see him on the injury report today it wasn't clear with what it was but the fact that he came back in at least gives yeah some, some i heard there. people speculate is some kind of like you saw the play that he limped off on it was the one where he did a full like almost 360 planted on one foot as he's breaking a tackle and then he's mm-hmm. going Car- there in the, the karate kick quarter. play yeah and uh i was afraid he had like sp- spun his knee but he kept running after that spin too so so did he get hit in the quad or the thigh or something? Yeah, but that, that, we're, that not, we're not doctors. Anyway, we don't need to speculate he, he, on injury. He, he, Let's was keep, back in the, yeah. he was back in the game later. So Exactly. Let's keep moving on. It's mostly most likely okay. Fingers crossed, of course, knock on wood. But we got a lot to talk about, so let's get into it. Dad, let's start with well, the offense. Yeah, did, you have a, did you have a gut check? I did. We talked about my gut check. Was, the offense was good. The defense was terrible. Uh, <laughs> they're out now officially. That was my gut check. Um, they were already kind of out in my eyes, but they showed a lot in this game that was very encouraging, uh, was my gut check. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I I think there, this game, I thought this game would be worse. It's on the road against the best record, like team with the best record in the NFL. Like could have been, could have been much worse. Um, and they went down early, uh, 13, nothing and didn't give up, which was nice at least. 
Um, yeah, it would have been, I, I think, very first easy. Three possessions, like everything went wrong. It's like, yes, marched down for touchdown, drop the kickoff in the end in the end zone and get a short return turnover, immediate score. It's like, oh man, this is just has are not falling apart. Has already fallen apart. Yes, it, it would have been, been really really easy for them down thirteen on the road, bad record against a good team to just fold up shop and go home and just call yeah. it a season. But they, they didn't. They they took a lead. They were uh, yeah. That was good. That was uh, some good football they played there uh, for a stretch. Yeah. But let's talk. Um, since we're talking about good football, let's talk about the offense first. Why not? Uh, sure. This was the good side of the football. It often alternates for the Packers. It seems. Uh, yes. We were joking before the pod. Has anyone seen the uh, offense and defense in the same room before? Because we've never seen them in the same you, place you this year. You can't get them both at the same game. So it's it's maybe wild. Really, the same person. They they alternate having good games. Like they just can't. So which one is Bruce Wayne and which one is Batman? Uh, I think they alternate. (laughs) (laughs) They alternate which is which. Uh, Today the offense was certainly Batman. Let's let's talk about it. Um, let's start with the bad because it's honestly I don't have that much bad for them. There was a lot of good on the offense today. For me, the only bad things were obviously Rogers injury. And then third down offense, they were only one of seven on third down, which is really bad. Oh, of five with Rogers in. Um, And then the two picks and then the two picks Rogers threw were were bad. And maybe if he didn't throw them, they have a chance to win this game. Who knows? But those are my only negatives. I mean, it's just the just the third down offense. That's all just the situational offense. But no, I think for the most part, great offensive day. Did you have any negatives you want to throw in before we talk about some negatives? And then we can talk about what we were looking for as well, uh, Mm because some of the some of the things that was. What we wanted to see in the offense, actually, I, I think turned out to be mostly positive. Um, the bad things, they had some trouble handling Fletcher Cox in particular and stunts and other pass rush combinations in general. Twice, Nyman got beat as he collided with DeGuara on one play and Jones on another as they're trying to figure out the block as the pass rushers are s- switching in. That. So that that was there's a little bit of difficulty in the O line though. Generally, I would say the um, a lot of the O line was better than was 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 pretty good. That interception, that second interception in particular, was was not a, that play was a mess. It was either like a terrible read by Rodgers, where he just never saw Blankenship there at all, or um, Davis ran the route the wrong way or ran the wrong route, so yeah. that you know, the safety was ended up in front of him. And then a st- we're still not getting that much from the tight ends. Yeah, Though, the tight end position is barren right um, now. We had uh, like th- three receptions by Tunyon and not a target for any other tight end. No, what, the one target. No, one for one Davis. target for the interception yeah. for Davis. I was going to say, um, how could you forget? We were just talking about it. His, uh, it, went so, it went so well. How could you forget it? <laughs> it was a target for blanket ship. Yeah, I'm, pff, man. <sighs> The, then, yeah, the first pick wasn't the first pick wasn't that bad. I mean, deflecting yeah, the ball he, happens. He's scrambling and he's been and, and and Lazard throws his hand up, and so he mm-hmm. throws it. It's a little bit behind him, gets deflected, pops way up in the air, and the only person who's close yeah. to it enough to get it is a, is an eagle. Nobody can run over and even knock it down. Just one of those we were, plays. There, there were a couple things that we were you know what we were looking for in our pregame, and I had a couple things on offense. I think yours were almost all on. Mine were all defense, yes. Except for the yours went well. Mine did not. So I was, you know, I wanted them to run the ball until Philly proved they that the 
um, changes they made in the roster was um, Sue and um, Joseph. Joseph could stop the and so and especially wanted to go to the the left side where they're graded poor poorly and overall I think the Packers they got 106 rushing yards they could have probably used some more uh, run plays there are a couple couple plays where they could like two sacks in a in a round three I think one of the possessions um, and then for the Eagles pass defense the, the, the coverage what I found was that was weak in the short middle field I wanted them to pass on the tight ends and running backs more and they had nine receptions combined from the running backs and tight ends so I actually think they they did a couple of those things that I was hoping they would do and the offense did pretty well so obviously you're you listening to me more yes of course that's I think you know there's a there's a clearly causation here there's, um, for me, the thing I wanted to see going to the pregame was sticking with the run. I thought they did fine with it. Um, 28 dropbacks to 21 carries isn't too bad considering the script at the end of the game where they had to pass. Uh, yeah. I'm totally fine with the amount of running they did, right. given that I wanted to see more running. They didn't abandon it. I was it. fine with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but going into taking that and going into the good things we saw in the offense, I'm going to kick us off. I think this is arguably the best the offense has looked all season, especially when you consider the level of competition. Um, I'm just going to go down the things I had as positives. Uh, offensive line, I actually thought was pretty good today. I know they gave up three sacks and five hits, but they ran the ball pretty well. And indiv- individually, all the linemen, per PFF at least, graded out pretty well. No PFF grades aren't perfect, but just something as a data point. Um, Josh Myers did have the lowest of them, which kind of tracks with the eye test as well. Uh, I thought Bakhtiari, once again, when he's on the field, he's awesome. Uh, he and this, did I get think... beat on one play by Sue. Mm, okay, so he came around the side, and then there is. Um, but they probably got digged in some of the grading because of the holding penalty they called on Jenkins because he yeah. just blocked so well he buried the defensive lineman. Yeah, that was, was that it? Was one of the yeah. most egregious. That calls. was a pancake of pancakes, <laughs> and he just he he was bullying him, and they felt bad. They felt bad for him. I mean, they felt bad for Fletcher Cox. He usually doesn't get sat down on was his it ass Fletcher like Cox that. Fletcher Cox that he that he yeah, that he I'm pretty sure it was ninety one. I didn't yeah. see who it was that got pancaked there, but yeah, it was just yeah, he got he got block. sat down on his ass by Elton, and they were like, oh no, 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 it's that can't have happened. That that, that must, must have been illegal. illegal. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I thought the O line was at, at least starkly better than last week. I mean. Night and day from last week, especially along the interior, with I would say a similar level of challenge along the interior when you consider the level of player um, for each team. Probably no one quite as good as Simmons, but better depth I would say along the interior D line for the Eagles than the Titans. Um, beyond that, Christian Watson continues his late his late bid for Rookie of the Year. We might have something to root for down the stretch for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Probably he's- not, but we can hope. Um, He's going crazy. I mean, four catches for 110 yards and a touchdown, including a massive 63-yard touchdown. The massive 63-yard touchdown. That was a beautiful speed run. Yeah, that made it from Jordan Love to him. Maybe a little glimpse of the future there. That made it a one-score game late in the game. Um, He just moves at a different speed than anyone on the field. And some fun stuff from next-gen stats to quantify that so that it doesn't sound like I'm just pulling that out of my you-know-what. Um. Per Dexgen stats, Christian Watson reached a top speed of 20.97 miles per hour on that 63-yard touchdown, which is the fastest speed by any Packers ball, car- ball carrier on a play from scrimmage this season. Watson has reached 20 miles an hour on 12 plays from scrimmage this season, trailing only Tyreek Hill, who has 18. But keep in mind, 
Tyreek Hill's played over twice as many snaps as Christian Watson. Like, it's just, it's just different. The speed is different. The offense is different when they have that kind of speed. We saw with MVS last year, and it's just, it's even more so with him this year. I mean, he can take it all the way on any given he's, play. He's got he, more wiggle to go with his speed than MVS did. Yes, he can turn. Is what you mean? He's <laughs> he has the ability to turn. Um, but yeah, he he's he looks like a player. Drag racers that just goes in a straight line. Exactly. He, he looks like a player out there. He now he leads good. the NFC North in receiving touchdowns. Fun fact. If you want to take that ten year Vikings, Bears, he's like or Lions, seventh in the league in receiving touchdowns despite all the missed time. Six touchdowns in three games. I mean, it's crazy. And well, um, yeah, and, he, and he's first in touchdowns over the last three games. Yeah, I I had him. Did you have anything else uh, for him? Well, I see you had him as a positive as well. Um. I mean that was most not, but not just the touchdown play. You know that the, the other catches were actually impactful. He caught that yeah. the catch on fourth down while he's getting drilled by Chauncey Gardner Johnson, who actually hurt himself hitting Watson so hard. Um, and he led the team in targets. Yeah, six targets for the game, four catches, hundred yards. Great game. He is he is turning into a player right before our eyes. Yeah, and, um, and he's a player that you know. At, People are trusting in high leverage situations. Yes, big time. Um, beyond that, I thought the running game was really solid. Uh, it's a bounce back game for AJ Dillon after what's been a honestly very rough season for him. I mean, a really down year for him. But per ESPN, eight carries for 64 yards and a touchdown, along with three catches for 24 yards. If you want some reference points for the season, that's his third highest rushing yards on the season, his highest yards per carry for the season, his second highest receiving yards for the season. He had a 20, uh, 20-yard carry, which is the second longest run he's had this season. And this was actually his first touchdown since week one. I didn't which, realize his first touchdown since week one. Yeah, it's only his second touchdown on the, on the air and his first one since week one. Per Pro Football Reference, he only played 43% of snaps. For reference, Jones played 71%. So still not even getting a really high snap load, but just did a lot more with it in this game. And I thought he looked he looked really good. This is the best I, I think more he's explosive. looked. Yeah, yeah, he's the most yards from scrimmage since week one and the most receiving yards since week one. I mean, I had those. Yep. That, uh, you know, they really kind of, they did the, um, almost the alternating possession thing. They mm-hmm. rode him. Most of that um, possession, I think, for the, his where he had his uh, um, rushing touchdown, they did bring Jones in a little bit, I think, in the play at the end. But they they basically uh, used him, and and he was able to get more yards, get more space. The, the touchdown run, he was able to carry the defender across the goal line. Yeah, I don't know what's been up with him this year, but this is a lot more like the player we saw last year and at the tail end of his rookie year than the player we had been seeing this year. Um, beyond that for positives, uh, Sammy Watkins is being phased out of the offense. I have that as a positive. He had four snaps. I'm going to take a quote from a lot of people. That's four too many. Um, he's just he's just a no-show. Like He's just out there. Run, like He's running around. I, I don't know. Um, and then... Do you have any more positives? Because I want to just save a little bit of Jordan Love talk because that's my my last positive is Jordan Love. And I figure we should kind of just take a little time to really talk about him after you hit any other positives. So I could talk about some other things. So I already mentioned um, what I had about Dylan and Watson that you mentioned. I did say already also this is the highest scoring game of the year for the offense and that they were able Mm -hmm. to bounce back after a bad start. 
I also want to mention, I saw a good job by multiple offensive linemen getting to the second level on run plays. Mm-hmm. And I thought this may be one of their best run blocking games of the year. They've had a lot of games where their pass blocking has outgraded their run blocking. But I felt as a unit, the run blocking was really good in this game. Getting down the, you know, there's a play, even the um, commentators talk about how they had three offensive linemen going down the left side, leading, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was Jones on a play. And they were just doing a really good job of getting to level and finding, finding targets to block. I thought it was one of their better games in that regard. Definitely. I Yeah, like I said, I know the numbers aren't great for the offensive line in this game in terms of like pressures allowed, um, hits allowed, etc. But I test-wise, I thought they were really nice last night. Yeah. Um, should we talk about Jordan Love? Sure. Um, you want to? I have just a few things, or maybe a lot of things are going to be overlapping. Yeah, but, I just uh, want to lead this off with Jordan. So Jordan Love came in with about almost 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter, down 14. So all of this is with the caveat, very small sample size. And they were down 14 and then 7, or 14 and then 10. Uh, and so it was against a lot of softer zones for the Eagles. But 6 of 9 for 113 yards and a touchdown with some really impressive throws. And I actually thought his most impressive throw was an incompletion. He threw that uh, yeah. the cover 2 hole shot down the right sideline to Aaron Jones on his back shoulder. And Jones just dropped it. I mean, it is what it is. I'm not trying to take a shot at Jones, but just to illustrate that he was throwing some dots out there. He had the touchdown throw to Watson, although that was mostly Watson. But the ball looked nice. It was a play, hit the play action, hit his back foot, didn't hitch at all, just threw the strike right down the middle, zipped. Ball had nice zip off his hands. I'm not like obviously a quarterback guru, but he looked good out there. Um, he had one throw to Watson while rolling out where Watson was in the end zone that I think was like his only real miss of the evening. Um, could have just put a little more on it, and I think Watson was open and he would have had a touchdown. Kind of threw it a little short. Just threw it to Lazard. Was that was who, the one where Lazard was open, huh? Was that was the scramble drill, and Lazard starts to break. Pat, Pat, Here's the he's thing: got, he's uh, got his defender beat, and if he just lobs it up to Lazard, Lazard walks into the end zone. But I don't think I don't know if Lazard walks into the end zone. If I've seen the stills that I'm thinking of, I think it would have been a first down, right? Or was I, he? He was. You think he, he would have walked in the defender? And the nearest defender was the guy who was covering Watson. I think he would have run in there pretty handily to get into the to the end zone based on his momentum already le- already starting to leave the defender behind on the scramble drill. If he just you know lofts it in and goes for Lazard instead of I think the more difficult throw to Watson, I, I think that's a touchdown. See, I don't even know if it was. I mean, all throws are difficult at that level, but I don't know if it was a particularly difficult throw because he's he's rolling out to his right and he just needs it to would put take some a touch little more. He'd have, to, he'd have to lob it in there and have no just for the right for Watson. I mean. It. Oh, for, for, Watson. for Watson, I think he just need to. It just need to be a few feet higher, and it's just right there in Watson's arms for a touchdown. He's running away from his guy, but I don't mind going for the end zone there. You're down ten. You can't let the clock run at all. Um, but yeah, I I think all things considered, really good outing for him. Probably the best he's looked in his career. Wouldn't yeah, you say? I had I had the same thing where I actually wrote that. I think specifically looked better than any outing I've seen so far. I think not yeah. just this year. Better than any of his preseason. Outings. No, no, that's what I said. Yeah, better than any yeah, yeah. outing any, in his anything, career. Anything we've seen. Yeah, in his career. Yes. Um, he really looked in sync with the offense, I would have, for the most part, in terms of going progressions and boom, back foot, throw. Rhythm. You know, just, he's like, just yeah. that back foot, it's time to throw, throw now, find the receiver, and hit it. Um, yeah, and, I did and, think and he stared part, down. Open receivers. He, I think he stared down receivers a few times, like the out route to Lazard. Um, 
I think he's yeah. starting down a little bit. And Slay is like, Slay is like twenty Slay's yards way back. back. I mean that. I mean that was when we got our first uh, third down conversion, and yeah, there's a big cushion there that makes it easy for Lazard to turn and and get past the sticks. Yes, but, but he also you know led scoring, got scores on both of the drives that he led. Mm-hmm. Um, touchdown the first one. The second one could have easily been a touchdown if they had just called the DPI where that throw to Cobb is maybe a little bit behind him, but the defensive back is early. Yeah, that's true. I agree. But overall, really a really solid showing from him. And, yeah. and enough and, to... And, and I also felt like the, not only, the ball had more velocity. He had some zip I've on it. I've seen him at other times. He had more zip than we've seen him throw it. Mm-hmm. Um, and quicker decision and, and more zip than we've seen it. So oh, for sure. Yes, especially on the throw to Watson. Um, the one thrown back across his body to Cobb, like you said, I thought it was a really nice throw. Um, but it just – it is what it is. It would have been a really tough comeback. I would have liked to see him get the ball I won so much. Just one more possession there. If they could just have forced the punt on that you know, la- last or second to last uh, third down, whatever it was, so that they could have ha- had a chance – to tie it up they just i would have even if he didn't make it i wanted to see what happened yeah i, I just wanted him to have a chance but unfortunately yeah. didn't quite get the chance to tie it it is what it is um but in terms of positives in terms of the offense i think that's kind of all we had do you have anything else you wanted to add or should we move on to the the not so fun part is the defense i think defense that's was so all bad i today. had on the offense right the fact that the, the defense was not able to get the ball back for him for one last drive was totally on brand for this game. Yes. Yes, 100%. I just, I would have loved, because you know it was almost 15 years to the day that Rodgers came in for Favre yep. versus Dallas. Off it was two, two days. Two days off, yes. And that would have been just so poetic. I mean, so I don't think Rodgers... So are we ready for another 15 years of uh, star quarterback play? I know I saw a lot of memes on Twitter <laughs> that of some scared NFC North fans. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously I, I, like we said, caveat, small sample size and, um, softer, softer coverages than they'd been seeing throughout the game. But this hey. is the first time I've seen love and could say he could be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. That's how I actually kind of felt like in the preseason. I was like, Oh, that, that's not bad. Like you could start somewhere. But today I was like, Oh, you might be able to start for us next year. Like, let's let's see what happens with this. Uh, but we're we're going to talk about that at the end of this podcast when we talk about what what is going to go on with the Packers going forward. Um, but let's loop back to that. Let's talk about the defense. Um, things we wanted to see from the defense. Things I wanted to see from the defense. Right. You had a, you had a list of things you wanted to see from the defense. And I had stuck by all of the offense. Yes. So, so the things... uh, did you did you get the what did you what, did you get what you wanted what you wanted to see. The things I wanted for Christmas, um, no, um, here are the things that I wanted to see on defense going into the pregame. Packers gave you a bag of coal, huh? The first, I got a rock. Uh, <laughs> the first one was, don't let Jalen Hurts scramble. <laughs> well, you knew what We're, to pick anyway. I did, I suppose. He did end up running for 157 yards, though, which was just the fifth time a quarterback has run for that many yards in the Super Bowl era. We're going to talk about that a little bit more as we go. Uh, so no check there. I wanted them to make the Eagles throw 
The Eagles ran for over 300 yards, so and no. for like 170 or something. And then I wanted them to tackle. And this was maybe the worst display of tackling since I've seen since last week. Actually, no, it's much worse than last week. Matt, like Matt Lafleur, had them at uh, fifteen plus missed tackles, 20, twenty or something like I, that. But I think one of the sites listed them at PFF 15. had them at sixteen missed tackles. 16. We're going to talk about the missed tackles, but oh for three oh for three folks they did not hit a single they actually did the exact opposite of all of the things they i wanted the them to trifecta. do and obviously it's very easy for me to say these are the things i want them to do without actually presenting a strategy but i mean they didn't I present a strategy all, either so. all 17 games <laughs> exactly what I'd, like and to see to, what I'd like to see this week is a doubt doubt score their opponent by 50 points we correctly identified what the problem areas were going in and I guess both me and the Packers did not have any answers for how to actually stop it because it was really bad. Um, there's so much bad that I just want to get the good out of the way first. Did you have anything good for the for the defense or? Um, let's get to my notes. I had a few things. Um, the new pickup, Hollins. Hollins looked good. He looked Hollins good. looked good. He had a nice game. Had he had. Um, set the edge against the run nicely on a play. He got the sack, chased down. He'd Hertz been there play. two days, and he's already edged three comfortably. Edged three with Gary. You know why obviously. he can make a tackle and and set the edge against the run? Because he's only been there for two days. <laughs> he hasn't learned all of the bad <laughs> habits that this team has. He hasn't learned. Oh, we don't we don't do that here. <laughs> oh You're man! To try to grab the man's flag at his hip. That's all you do. But he isn't, that, he, isn't he down now? But he really was he really was good. He, he looked very good. good. I think he's promising. It's like I'm looking at it, it's like maybe they need to keep this guy next year. Yeah. I mean, we're going to see cuz obviously limited snaps. They'll they'll, they'll, they'll field it. They'll field a team of 22 next year. <laughs> the only thing the only problem with Hollins? You know, you know the problem with Hollins? Why is he wearing 47? What a terrible <laughs> number for an edge rusher. What like go, what a god awful number for anyone. Is he an that no, that's a long snapper number. That a is a straight up long snapper number. I don't understand why who who gave him that number. That's that's organizational malpractice to line, to line him up out there with forty seven. Yuck. Um, for me, some good and things. Then, so, I had a couple more things. I'd, I thought. Oh yeah, go so ahead. Ford got the start over Savage. Yeah, he was really bad he last week, but he was good- better this week. He had he had a pretty good game, and um, PFF gave him the top grade for our defensive players, which I suppose is damning with faint praise. Um, yeah, I was going to say, real high and bar they had there. A, and they had a couple of uh, the, the the first two short yardage plays where they got the stop on third and one, and then fourth and one. What's going on, especially by Enigbare or Enagbar, however he's supposed to have to check. Yeah, I guess he I guess name. he pronounced it differently during the intros. In this I past think, game? I, I, yeah, I, I'd have to go back and check. I, I, I've been pronouncing it Enigbare, but I think it said Enigbar. Yeah, um, until but, I but until to, I check it, I'm just gonna I'm gonna check it after this, and I'm gonna say Enigbare for now. But I'm gonna check it after this. Um, I know he also um, doesn't look, like to go by Kingsley. He likes to go by JJ. Good JJ was the other right. thing. Yes, they should just call. I him thought JJ. he looked really good. He led the he led the team in pressures. Um, yeah, and, with four and pressures. he basically was important for both of those stop both of those stops. I think on third and fourth down. To get the turnover on downs, which yeah. helped get them back in the game. He's a gamer. He didn't. He's he's a gamer. He he can yeah. play. 
And, and then, so those are the good things that I had. Do you have any good things? I was just Hollins and Enigbare were the the two, and that's it. Um, the rest were pretty stinky. Uh, should we talk about the the bad things? Sure. You want to okay. go first? Or I go I'll, first? I'll go first. All right. Let me just crack uh, your knuckles, loosen up your back. Yeah, I gotta. I'm about to put in a clinic right here, talking about all the negatives on this defense. I was born for these moments. Let me just, woo. Okay. Quarterback run defense. How many times are we going to let them get away with this? Make sure you you read those all caps out. (laughs) Yes, because like I said, Jalen Hurts had 157 rushing yards, which is the fifth most by a quarterback in the Super Bowl era. Of those five, two have come against the Packers, with the other one, of course, being Colin Kaepernick's famous playoff game where he ran for a buck eighty and set the quarterback record. It's yep. like it's ingrained in the Packers' DNA that they cannot stop a rushing quarterback. We talked about this going in, that they couldn't stop Heineke last year, they couldn't stop Huntley last year, they couldn't stop um Josh Allen this year, they couldn't stop Daniel Jones this year. And the, and lo and behold, when you put a guy who's even better at running out there, it goes even worse. I mean, he had 102 rushing yards right. in the first quarter. When he finished with 157, it's like, oh, they really cleaned up I was, their act. I was like, the they really made quarters. some adjustments holding him to 157. <laughs> it could have been 400. For, he was on pace for 408 rushing yards after the first quarter. Like, like how many times are we going to let this happen? I mean... Did, like, did you have any other fun stats about the quarterback rushing, or should I go on? I have a little bit, which is kind of related to that. Because um, I have some stuff about the rushing defense in general, because that, was, so, that wasn't any better. <laughs> so what I have is, like, covering the, the, the QB runs was not just bad, but an epic fail. He became the first player in a regular season game to ha- since, it, since at least 1950, and I think it's, you know, all time. With 150 plus yards passing uh, and 150 plus rushing and multiple passing touchdowns, and of course, yeah. the only other person who's done that is, as you mentioned, Kaepernick against Green Bay in the playoffs. <laughs> Amazing! Failed, it's like deja vu all over again. They failed to contain the edge on multiple occasions, and it looked like at least in the first long run on that third and long on their first possession that they actually tried to have Quay Walker as a spy. He just didn't even. I don't think he even made contact. Here's with, the thing: they had they had all that. these they had all these missed tackles. There's probably a dozen more where they didn't even touch the guy because yeah. they just took a bad angle because and he's just running past one, him. Walker gets beat at the line as he he like sells too hard to his right, and then he beats Savage, who can't who who missed a tackle. He beats Amos, who I think gets juked and doesn't get a hand on him. And then he goes an extra, I don't know, I forget how many yards of that one before he finally gets run out of bounds. I mean... And they also, in addition to those scrambles, look like they were, like, totally unprepared for the design QB runs. Yes, so they, they, had ran, a, they had a few they design quarterback QB runs. draws for free yards. It was absolutely free real estate. <laughs> and he's got, like, I don't know how many yards wide open in front of him at the start of the the, the design run. Like, they like it, it, they didn't, it didn't cross their mind to... To, to be ready for it. They parted the Red Sea like they forgot to trot a D lineman out there. Like there was just no one at the like there was no one at the nose. Like he he grabbed it, looked up. He's like, "Oh, they all have their backs turned to me. I'm go I'm going. I'm gone." Like he converted their first three third downs were all Jalen Hurts rushes. 
their first yeah. three third downs. Like I was, I was going over them, and because we'll talk about the third down defense because that was awful. Um, should we just talk about the third down defense? Because well, actually, down, let's, I, let's let's I, let's come back to the third down defense because it was it was bad. But I want to talk about the rushing more because we're already talking about the quarterback rushing. Let's talk about the rushing defense as a whole. Unless you have anything more on Hertz. Um, we got 363 yards to talk about. Exactly. I got 363 reasons why we lost this game. I mean, this was the most rushing yards the Eagles have had in a game since 1948. Like, this is insane. This is practically before you were even allowed to do the forward pass. Like, like 157 on 17 carries for Jalen Hurts, like we already said, 9.2 a carry. And then Miles Sanders tacks in 143 on 21 carries, 6.8 a carry. And then Gainwell and Scott chip in 11 carries for 63 yards. You might as well jump offside every play you give up less yards. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are we doing? They move it down the field slower at that point because they just got the absolute. And that, um, just to cite that, the most rushing yards to the Eagles since 1948, that's per Packers wire. Uh, but man, they just, they did not know the assignment. They did not realize that this was their entire offense was just going to be running it down their throat. Yep. That, or they're so, just not good enough to stop it. It might be both. So the Eagles, they got, you know how much they averaged yards per pass? 4.6. It was 7.4 yards per carry. And, and it was 7.4 <laughs> yards per rush. Why? Did, I don't understand why they bothered passing. I don't get it. It didn't actually make any sense to me. They were having such success. Just they ran it on third and eight once, I think, and picked it up like like a like a designed running back run, like not a scramble. I mean, c'est la vie. I guess it just is what it is. How is the run defense? I mean, I get they're missing Campbell, but still, but still, I mean, and obviously. What was it? Joe Barry today said, I mean, you, he pretty much said today that he didn't have a problem. He didn't see a problem with the defensive play calling. And maybe the defensive play calling is bad. I think it probably is because you don't give up 360. If, if there's anything going to right, you don't give up 360. But it's hard to entirely say for sure if he's wrong because the tackling was so awful. I mean... They had 11 different players per PFF miss a tackle today. And that's just a missed tackle. That's not like a bad angle taken. Like, they just, probably had a, a dozen more of those. That's not a total. It's probably a total whiff they count those. But, I mean, Quay Walker led the way with four missed tackles. Yeah, Honestly, that's a good question. How close do you have to get to the ball carrier to, to be considered for it to count a, miss as a missed tackle? tackle? I know, right? Um, what, is a, what does a tackle attempt count as? Probably easier to define that than it is for the NFL to define a catch. I mean, who, buddy? They are, they are sw- spinning in circles trying to define that. Uh, did you see some of these? We'll we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about it off air. We got too much else to talk about. I mean, man, have you like the tackling was pitiful in this game? Like it was really bad. Oh yeah, and you'd have. Um, I'm surprised that it's in like the teens. When oh, it feels so much there, more. It feels like well, so there's some much plays more than are like teams. three or four missed tackles in a single play. Yeah, and Several. they ran how many plays did they run? Was it seventy? They ran seventy three plays. 70, to are like seventy nine. Seventy nine total plays. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. There was, was there, was, there has to be at least twenty missed tackles. There's got to be. 
They're trying to tell me that we had a missed tackle on, like, we averaged less one than... One play out of four? Yeah, no way. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. <laughs> Here's the thing. that Maybe 16 plays with missed tackles on them. Maybe. You can tell me that. But we definitely had multiple missed tackles per play several times in that game. And Quay, like I said, PFF had him as having the most. Um, he's a rookie. It is what it is. Put on some strength in the offseason. Yeah, I guess. unfortunately, because he was actually a good tackler. It was one of his strengths in college was tackling. Yeah, and I one think that's the part most, of the reason they picked those, him. Yeah. He's got uh, long arms. Just can't, just not wrapping anybody up. He did play really well in the Titans game, so up and down some rookie year. So it's it's time for Barry to do, like, diving on air again to show him how to tackle. They're out on Barry. Can we talk about that? The defense is... We'll, we'll, the we'll de- get to that. We'll the get defense has completely tuned him out, I, I think. It sure seems like it. It looks like it. it. It's very visible. We'll talk about it when we talk about what's coming next for the Packers. Run defense, bad. Tackling, bad. Third down defense. Allowed 8 of 15 on third down and 2 of 3 on fourth down. They allowed conversions of third and 10 for on a Hertz run. They allowed 13 yards on a third and 14 that turned into a fourth down conversion. I that's, mean, that's I, criminal. That's, that's been their specialty. They yes. do against the Titans, too. Let's get third and long and give them enough so that they'll go for it on fourth with an easy conversion of one yard. And this was an issue under Petten, too. It's like they don't understand that every team is going to go for it on fourth and one at the opponent's 30. Every team. And we know you're not going to stop them on fourth and one. Like, they're not. you're not going to stop them. They're running for free yards. And especially the new meta of the quarterback sneak with people pushing them behind. NFL's got to do something about this because that's this is ridiculous. It's free yards. It's free three yards every time. We got one stop. We did get one stop by the grace of God. I Well, they did bobble the ball in one of those two. Yes. And then had to and, scoop it up. But here's the thing. is You like, see, like, uh, Kelsey trying to trap it against his thigh while he's... Cause yeah, he's, that cause should have been an illegal loose. illegal snap because he's he never actually gave it They also had a false darts. start in that game. Yeah, but... I mean, that play, on that play, I think. That and was, three, of their, three of their eight third-down conversions came on hurt scrambles. So, take <sighs> do with that as you will. Um, and then my last negative, I thought the pass rush. I know they had two sacks, only had three quarterback hits. PFF had them with a decent number of pressures. I didn't really see it. I mean, I think they missed Gary so badly. Um, Zach Cruz on Twitter had this stat that since losing Gary in Detroit, the Packers defense has allowed 443 yards a game and 31 points a game. 443 per game. Right? Like, that's, that's a video game Madden numbers. Like, those are absurd numbers. Just without one dude. Like... And yes, they they lost Stokes in that game too. For those of you telling me that, but I think Gary is yeah, Gary was the straw that Gary was the straw that stirred the already not so great tasting drink. Like it's they got nothing. They got no juice without him on the field at all. He was their best defensive player this year by far. You could take out the word defensive. <laughs> he was their he. Uh, am I wrong? I don't. Yeah. He was very yeah. easily their best player, I think, this year. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. Yeah, I mean, except for Christian Watson. No, I, I still <laughs> I think Gary, but Watson, no shade, Watson. He's having a really he's having a really nice year. Um, did you have any yeah. other negatives besides the ones I listed? I've I'm done with my tirade. I'm I'm tired. I'm ready for a nap. <laughs> okay, well, you take your nap. I'll uh, mention a few more things. I mean, basically, the D line just got worked by the Eagles O line, which you know is kind of what we knew. They're just getting blasted. Um, yeah, we we did highlight that pregame that that was a mismatch and it was a mismatch. We, we weren't we weren't wrong. 
Kenny lost the battle to Kelsey without I think he has no positive impact plays. And he lets um Sanders just run right through his tackle attempt on that on Sanders' first uh touchdown. Just had both arms on him, just slides off. Sanders runs it for a touchdown. Um except for that first possession or not sorry, that that the, the first short yardage where they got the stop of fourth down. They basically got blasted in all the other short yardage situations. The the touch the two touchdowns, I think they're both by Sanders. They're just getting pushed back into the end zone, like four yards deep in the end zone by the Eagles' offensive line. Everybody, they look like they were was a fail by every single person up there. It wasn't they a look like they were who held the ground. They look like they were four feet tall in a six foot pool. They look like they were fighting for their life out there on yeah, every single and, play, and just, just get, flailing just got, about. Just just bulldozed into the end zone for easy touchdowns on those other and, and the first down I think on another short yardage play. Um the tackling, you know, at all levels was terrible. Um those it's are the, so the main things crazy I had how, that. It's so crazy how good at tackling they were last year. Yeah. And how awful at tackling like complete reversal. Complete reversal yeah. in tackling. It's crazy. And then there's all kinds of bad angles. Yes. Um, yes. Taken by um, Will Savage only had one chance by Amos, by Walker. Um, they're kind of the biggest culprits. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, Razul had a ter- had a had an awful game. I noticed I you're I saying a lot back. of secondary members. I didn't go back, and I meant to go back and and look at him specifically. But I remember thinking during the game, "Oh man, he's having a bad game. He's he's getting beat out there." That 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 uh, touchdown by uh, Quez Watkins, Watkins, yeah, on him. He's too and fast was, for Rasul. It's not a good matchup. Yeah, for him. though, though, yeah, but he had he had a rough game. Yeah, um, um this yeah. week. I mean, the whole secondary did. The whole team did. I mean, they just got have... Nixon and Ford are like the best players on defense this week. Guys, I mean, they picked up off of this. You know, of the scrap heap, scrap yeah. heap for um, were their most consistent defensive uh, um, contributors. Yeah, and it's like they were getting six yards before contact. It felt like almost every play, and then no one was tackling at the second and level. Then another like, dozen, yeah, after contact. It was just so easy. I don't even know why they bothered passing. Like, what was the point? I mean, just think about. Remember that. The, the Niners playoff game where this didn't you know, feel they, quite that bad, except that was only like, yeah, it was, I know statistically this is worse. This is 360. This is, this is another extra hundred yards. I think some game. of it is, it didn't feel as bad because it wasn't just all handed to the running back every time. They, it didn't feel they, quite only, as bad. they only threw it eight times, which the Eagles could have easily gotten away with. Yes. Yes. I don't know why they didn't. They were just letting their guys get a little rest. You know, I don't, I don't know. They gotta. Hey, they they have these big name receivers. They gotta feed them the ball, keep them happy. <laughs> it was yeah. We got was, the, Oh yeah. I, I'll give a shout out for um, Ford for ripping the ball out. Of, yes, forced uh, a fumble. Forced a fumble from AJ Brown that uh, Quay picked up and and uh, ran back a long way. Quay so ran he, out of ran out of gas. He, he was after the play was over. Man, that guy <laughs> needed to go lay down. Yeah, he was. <laughs> He was huffing and puffing down about the about the twenty yard line. He made another ten yards, uh, but yeah, they uh, defense was really bad. It was really really bad. Seems like they're tun- they're like completely out on Joe Barry. Feels like they're just 
feels like the secondary in particular is really just like tuned out and like totally checked out. I feel like I saw tons of members of the secondary in this game, especially like the D line was bad. D line's got no talent. I mean, I don't know what's up with Kenny. I I couldn't they tell you. Should have more talent though. The D line. Who? Kenny's having a down year. It's like Kenny's playing bad. Years. And now we see what happens if Kenny's not carrying the entire D line by himself. There's nothing there. And we had all these other for- guys. D Lowry should be given eighty percent of the money he made in the NFL to Kenny Clark direct deposit tonight. I mean, D Lowry's no- a nothing burger. Um, we Jerron Reed is more from Jerron Reed Reed's okay. And Wyatt. Jerron Reed's okay. I don't know. Wyatt's still barely playing. I mean, he played a little more this game, and he looked okay. He flashed a little bit. Slayton had a nice game, I thought. Um, he had so, one nice I mean, tackle. It was, it was, yeah, it was up and down. He also was in some of those plays where he got pushed back off the line on some of the short yardage. Yeah, I mean, I'll take a guy who defense. occasionally will get upfield and get pushed back every other time than just the guy that's going to get pushed he did back make, every time. He did make a couple of plays, but... Uh... Yeah, um, I mean the defense was horrid. It was really, really awful. I mean, give up forty points, like yeah, forty points is a lot of points. Forty points with like no, almost no resistance. They had a few stops, but it felt like more just the Eagles. It was a long time before the punt in this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you give up forty points, you give up three hundred and sixty yards rushing. Like it's not a good outing. It's bad. I mean, I don't know what else yep. to say. I feel like the coaching is bad, the playing is bad, the the fundamentals are awful. Like. I don't even know where do you even start. Like re- they've put so many resources into the defense. They keep like, signing free agents and drafting they keep, high. They've been dra- drafting like first and second round defensive players for a decade, trying to and fix it's this thing. Still, what's the best? And what's the best defense they've had in that time? Twenty nineteen, when they gave up two hundred and seventy yards. I mean, obviously, like twenty fourteen, probably, and twenty eleven. But yes, since yes, twenty four, but since, since twenty fourteen, when they've been making these investments on defense under like late stage Ted Thompson and Brian Gutekunst, is the best defense they've had twenty nineteen. Is it last year? Like it's one of the two. It's probably last year, and it wasn't even that good. I don't know. Twenty nineteen, yeah. arguably, but then you look and say, okay, but they can't stop the run at all, and they got two hundred and seventy yards run down their throat. So no. Statistically, it probably was the better one, but then, and then Tampa won, like was good. The year they lost to Tampa, that is, was good, but that's twenty twenty. But it wasn't special. I don't know. I don't know. Couldn't I? Couldn't tell you what the fix is because they've they've. It's not like they're neglecting it. Like, yeah. Maybe just it, maybe in an four... offensive football league, don't focus on defense. Just focus on scoring points. I don't yeah, know. I could get that, but I did just a little bit more from this game before we start talking about everything else. <laughs> Big picture, but so special special teams. We didn't talk about we didn't talk about special teams yet. Yeah, so we can talk about special teams. Uh, it was okay. We had another missed kick. I mean, another dropped kick return. Yeah, that was the, bad. The first one was like, oh, of course, of course. But then after that, it was. Wait, you you mean missed kick is in? We had a missed kick as in the missed extra point. Sorry. And then I jumped okay. two things at once. There's the, the the missed extra extra point, of course, because we did, and a couple of snaps looked a little wonky. And then, of course, we also dropped a return as How well. How are there less the than one. 32 people in the world that can long snap? I don't understand it. 
but uh, but Nixon was after that first return was amazing. Really nice. Yeah, two fifty yard returns. He was the only person this year with two fifty yard kickoff returns per uh, match Schneidman. And I think he also had a forty yarder. So he was <laughs> he was amazing. You, you can't tell they, me that Nixon isn't a top ten Packer like like in terms of performance this year. Like in terms of just straight up performance. You can't tell me he's not one he's of the He's been a good slot corner. And he's been a good slot corner. Been, finally given returning, he's doing an amazing job. The and only also, good dude on special teams? But, they also got a couple of touchbacks. They had two touchbacks yeah. on kickoffs this this week. And they didn't look pretty, but they made it to the end zone. Yeah. They, they, those things were And even they, the returns, I think there's only like one pass to 30. They had like a, what where they only got to the 21, only got to 28, only got to 29. Yeah. It was a, it I was mean, a spe- better job on the uh the the, the kickoff uh coverage yeah. and touchbacks. Than Still they had not been doing. quite up to the level of like what you hoped for when you signed when you like gave Basachi all that money, but wasn't the problem today. So, I guess there's that. No, um, it wasn't their turn. It was yes, it wasn't their turn. Next next week, next week they'll break our souls and we'll lose to the Bears. Um, but anyway, uh, let's wrap this up. Player of the game, I had Christian Watson. That's he was good. He was really good. And I picked uh, Keyshawn Nixon. Yeah, like you said, two fifty yard returns, very reasonable pick. Um, like we said, this is going to be a bit of a longer episode because now I think it's time to talk about what comes next for the Packers. They're four and eight. Like we said, we got a 2% chance of making the playoffs. So, I mean, I called it when they lost to the Lions. So, there's that. Um, not to not to say I told you so. That's not what I meant. How for that to come off. But uh, they do have a small chance, but I'm, I'm not holding my breath, we'll say. I think it's important to talk about what comes next for the Packers. Um, this team has a lot of question marks for this offseason and next year. Uh, let's talk about a few of those. The big one is what to do with this Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers situation. Rodgers says he wants to play until he's mathematically eliminated. And Lafleur said Rodgers will play this weekend against the Bears if medically cleared. Jordan Love, this is his third year. They need to decide on his fifth-year option this offseason. And they've only seen him start two games and play in like four. They need more data points on him. Like they actually, he's only yeah. started once, huh? No, yeah, once he's only started one game. He only the started, Chiefs game. That's started it. the Chiefs game. Yeah, and he's only appeared and he in played four a, or five. About a half against the, in Lions. the Lions game. Played a co- almost a, you know a little less than a quarter here, and then he came in in like some mop up duty in our in, week one blowouts. Yeah, to exactly. The Saints. And um, I, did he also come into the Vikings? I think briefly, this, yes. This but anyway, they need to decide on his fifth year option. Uh, this offseason and they, they yeah, need it's to a 20, it's a 20 million dollar I think uh, option for, for him yeah and keep in mind while you're thinking about all this Jordan Love stuff yes he looked very good in this game there's a lot of prevent defense but he did look very good in this game but if they decide to take the fifth year option with him if he looks good and they decide that they want to stick with him as the plan for the future it brings up a lot of difficult decisions with Rodgers namely these are some notes from Ken Ingles on Twitter. Uh, he does some really great stuff with Packers cap and analyzing that. So you should all go give him a follow. Um, yeah. And one of the things that Ken always says is you can keep anybody, but you can't keep everybody. Yes. Um, so some numbers on this Rogers contract that they gave him this past off season. If they decide to go the love route going forward, 
if Rodgers retires or is traded this offseason, and don't ask about cut because he essentially mathematically cannot be cut based on how much money it would cost. If he retires or is traded this offseason, the Packers would have $40.3 million or almost 20% of the cap of dead money owed to Rodgers in 2023. Now they can split it between 2023 and 2024 if that decision is made post-June 1st, but the problem is then they would not be able to trade him for draft picks for this draft. If Rodgers plays next year and then they want to start love in his fifth-year option year that they would then give him in this scenario, the Packers are left with $68.2 million. It actually goes up of dead money against the cap, which would be almost 33% of the cap. And it yeah, only a, gets higher from there each subsequent year. The way that they structured this contract is baffling to me. I don't understand it. I don't know what... Obviously, I don't know as much about Russ Ball, but I, as much as Russ Ball, but I don't understand what they were thinking when they did this. Um, he's essentially like kind of has them hostage a little bit. They I mean, pretty much was already the, committed to him, essentially. The contract, right, that they signed to say that, you know, Rodgers like, They're okay, not, yeah. I want you to be financially committed where you cannot decide not to keep me. Exactly. And it's almost to the point where they're going to be forced to trade Jordan Love. I think is the only recourse they have. One thing I would say about retirements is sometimes when players retire, they will renegotiate and tack on some void years or something to spread out the remaining cap hit. I think Drew Drew Brees did this. I think other players have um, pulled this move to reduce the immediate cap hit. Yes. And something about that cap hit in regards to trading is if he is traded, the other team cannot take on this $40 million of dead cap. This has already been paid to Rodgers. It's just getting, it's just going to hit them in 2023. So there's no amount of money that the other team can take on. This is going for, to... For, for that part anyway. For he that has, part. I don't know what happens with the the option. He's got a big option that uh, is due in March of 2023 that hits the cap. And I don't know what the rules are. I mean... Based on the way that people are reporting the cap, if he's it's, traded or it thought, seems it guaranteed like or like a likely Packers to convey be, or that the option. Packers are on the hook for that. And, yeah. and uh, that's another thing that could be um, transferred to the uh, other, the, the, other, side another of team. But pretty much the more I look at it, at least, and the more I think about it, I think it's setting them up for they're going to have to trade Jordan Love because the money just doesn't necessarily work out to move Rodgers because pretty much they would have to move Rodgers this year this offseason they can't do it next offseason it's just not possible what's your or they keep Rodgers and he rides the bet and he's on the bench why would he want to do that (laughs) like it's just set up that way I mean I mean they can't can't allocate that much money to quarterback going crazy uh they can't uh, put a competitive there. roster out there and allocate that much money to the quarterback position. They just can't do it. Um, I think they're going no, to have to trade I, I love. I think it's going to be difficult to uh, field a competitive team. No matter what. Regardless. Yes, I agree. So um, They already ways, aren't. They already are not fielding a competitive team. So, so In some ways, okay, we're going to pay $80 million to the quarterback position this year, and we are going to suck ass. Yeah. 
um, really then, suck for two and, years. And, and then, uh, you know, keep the future. Yeah, I mean, it's if looking think, really tough. If they think love is the future. And there's so many cat problems. I think the first thing that obviously we want to see with love is he's got, I think he's got to start at least two games this year. And I think that in order to get like a good feeling, you need to see at least two full games worth to know what he is. You have no idea what he is. Like he played one game against the chiefs and he was, he was pretty bad, but I'd say the game plan was awful. In that, I mean, that's the and one of the worst games like of O-line three, play three I've ever seen to prepare. And yeah. they just, Blitz living crap out of them, and they didn't yeah, call Spags, a game plan. Steve Spagnolo um, absolutely pulled out every blitz he had. It was terrible. Wazoo. Yeah. Um, so I don't even know. Like, you need to see more from him. Like, they need yeah. to play him. And I know Rodgers is going to want to play, and I respect that. And I respect that they like owe him that in some ways. But but even he left the door open for after they're mathematically eliminated, which could happen during their buy. That's true. So we might see and a whole lot of love post buy. This is what I've got. I've got like four games for buy, four games for love after the buy. Where even if the Packers beat the Bears next week, there's a very good chance that they're mathematically eliminated by the time they come out of the buy with four games left. And then yeah, you say, okay, I, Rogers, time for your thumb surgery. Go on IR. Um, and I I hate to say it, but that might be start. the best case scenario is they get eliminated during the buy, like. That's that's actually I don't even hate to say it actually. That is the best case scenario. Is they get eliminated during their bye, we get four games of Jordan Love, and we know we know if he's good or not, essentially. Maybe gotta play a little spoiler to some other NFC North teams. Who knows? Um But that's kind of where the Jordan Love Aaron Rodgers stuff sits in terms of going forward. It's the biggest thing, it's the most important thing. There's gonna be a million articles written about it. We're definitely gonna talk about it, especially during the bye week. Uh, come tune in, of course, as always. Uh, did you have anything else on that, or should we talk about the other problems that they're going to have to tackle in the offseason? Because there's more. But wait, there's more. Right. I mean, part of it is with Rodgers. And if they move on from Rodgers, then they have to move on from a bunch of other players. Yes, and even if, they, even if they don't move on from Rodgers, they're going to have to move on from a bunch of players. I mean, they, this is the price of going all in and why they honestly should have gone even further all in because you're already having to pay the piper um aaron jones next year is supposed to make 20 million dollars that's not happening with the packers he they can't afford to pay that and and if they uh, move on from jones or he's still straight if they just straight move on from him no he's not in void years it would save about i had this up like eight million in the cap i think but so i suspect you know he's he may still play for the Packers next year, but he is not playing for the Packers on $20 million. No. And then beyond so that, while you look that up, um, renegotiate his contract to get him back, but playing for less. It's, it's so tough. And then Adrian Amos is a free agent. He's almost certainly going to be gone. They're not going to be able to afford to bring him back. Yeah. Preston he's on Smith avoid, is, he's on a void year. He's actually not a, yeah, he's, he's he, but he's still gonna be on the cap. Yeah, he's got a void exactly. Year Cause year. they avoid years. Preston Smith. I think they're going to have to find a way to get off that contract because they're just not going to be able to afford to pay it. And then, can they afford to re-sign Elton Jenkins? I don't see how. Like, maybe if they super backload it, they can afford to do it, but he's going to want tackle money, and can he play tackle? 
do we know? He didn't look good at tackle this year. Are you going to pay a left guard Quentin Nelson money on a bad with how bad the rest of the roster is? Can you afford to pay a guard that much money? I don't see how you can reasonably do that. Maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe they do a sign and trade. Maybe they might have to, which is really sucks because I think Elton's a really good player. Like I think Elton's been Gutekunst's easily best pick, easily by so much. And the thing is, it's just so murky because. If he had looked good at tackle, it's like, okay, we'll pay him tackle money. He'll, pay t- he'll play tackle for us the rest of his career. And Bob's your uncle, I guess, for lack of a better word. But it just he's he's playing left guard for them now, and they don't have a good enough team to be paying that much for a left guard. <laughs> like, maybe if they had a quarterback on a rookie contract, but they don't. They won't. Even if they do, they'll still well, be paying the dead money on Rodgers. they could backload him until they have a ro- uh, uh, I don't know. There's, that rookie contract. there's so, so many gymnastics. It really to be starts done. to kick in three or four years down the road on a five-year contract where they but no like longer said, are paying. We're going to talk about all this cap stuff. Do you have anything more? Should we talk about coaching and defense? Um, there was yeah. What else we had about? Uh, um, yeah, we do have a list of like players pre-agent retentions, you know, players that could be on cheap contract. Can we bring them back? Like Nyman and, you know, who's just yeah. going to be a restricted free agent. And Nyman's probably going to need a first round tender. Because, yeah, which is 6 million because yeah. starting tackle, quali- uh, above average starting tackle is easily, easily worth that much money. Any, Definitely. you know, lots of teams would be interested in that. Yeah. And Jenkins and Ford and Nixon. And, yeah, I mean, they they got a lot of decisions to make with that, and we're going to talk about it. I think we should move on. We're getting a little long on time. But the next thing they got to decide is who is going to be the next defensive coordinator because I think it sure as hell can't be Joe Barry next year. If they trot out Joe Barry as the defensive coordinator next year, oh, there'll be a riot. I, be I don't know what we'll do. Torches because, and pitchforks in the street. I because think I think they bring Barry back next year. You go on Twitter, obviously you'll see every Packers fan is out on Joe Barry. You look at the field, almost every Packers defender is out on Joe Barry. Like, you're you're watching, to me at least, it looks like the secondary especially has totally started phoning it in and is completely out on Barry and his style of coaching, his play, his play call. I don't know if it's play calling, coaching the scheme that they're out on, but it seems like they're out. It doesn't feel like maximal effort is being given, especially by members of the secondary. Um. Just the defense is and the defense is bad. I mean, it's not just that. It's I think he's the defense is bad, and I think he's lost like the faith of the locker room. Yeah, and I mean, so I don't is, see how you can bring him back. This is what I have. It's like, you, despite all the remarks by the floor, and the floor is the uh, king of coach speak. Where yes, um, which is why he almost never has a negative thing to say. Which is why it's kind of shocking when Kyler Hill got got Roasty. let go. Yeah, but uh, it's not just sort of the coaching in the moment you know it's like and, and the players do need to play better but it's you know all this talk about well it's not just the coaching players do it, don't rock and and this idea that they don't want to you know make changes in the middle of the season why what are you protecting the rest of the season for and actually look yeah. at the, the lions the lions cut their defensive coordinator and they immediately got better yep yep hundred percent change immediately. It's like last year you didn't want to move on from the um, 
Mo Drayton, the special teams Mo coordinator. Drayton, special teams coordinator, because you don't want to like rock the boat in the middle of the season. No, when uh, they're clearly underperforming and the tanking the rest of your team, you got to rip that bandaid off. Yeah. So I don't see. And that was the big reason. mistake last year because last yeah, year was they, their they, best they, shot, they, and they, they, and they, they didn't and they do they it. Decided they didn't. They thought it'd be too disruptive. Yeah. It's more disruptive to suck. Yes. It's the thing is it's just yeah, and the defense is bad, and it's so much. Like yes, the players have been bad. It's a whole lot harder to replace an entire eleven than it is to but just change yeah. the coach and see if it gets better. Like so, my, my I think well here's the, and say, here's like, the question: Who's going to take it over? But Jim Leonard is no... Jim Leonard is free. This is this is I what know. I was going to say. Jim Leonard, the Badgers just hired Luke Fickle out of Cincinnati. Very exciting, very exciting hire. Um, but and Leonard is who Jim, they wanted when they hired exactly. Barry. They Leonard they offered him, him the job and he declined because. It was very much rumored that he thought he would be the next head coach of Wisconsin, and now he's not. So yeah, but but make for that call. Who wants to be like the the long term defensive coordinator? It's rough to come in at the end of a bad year. This is true. I, oh, I mean the floor. The bar is the floor in some ways. Yeah, and so that's why I feel like we have seen what Joe Barry could do. This we saw what Joe season. Barry could do before they hired him. We didn't need. We just. I don't. The regression. We got like regression of individual players all across the defense. They're all getting worse under him. He was the, the defensive of coordinator pre- the of, of the first team of the first team to go zero and sixteen. What was? What were we thinking? Yep. I mean, he was. He's Sorry. Go ahead. Had, go he's ahead. Never had a good defense. Never. He's never been in charge of a, 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 a top defense. Um, lack of preparation. Um, lack of player improvement, lack of proper instruction of how to communicate and where they're supposed to be on defense. All this is like more than the scheme and game planning. People talk about, oh, the, the, the game plan is fine. Yeah, but preparing the players, coaching the players, and having them ready to play the game have all been an abject failure. And that's part of the coaching. And do you, oh, by it the way. It also looks know, like so- you've lost the, lost the locker room, which once you've lost the locker room, done. there's, like, there's no yeah. going back. Exactly. That you you don't get it. You don't gain them back. It just doesn't work like that. Um, but you know who the other, the third member of that group of co- uh, coaches they almost hired, the one that they did not offer. Do you know who the third one was? It was Joe Barry. It was the Jim Leonard who they offered initially. He declined. And then they gave the job to Joe Barry. Do you know who the third guy was? Who I wanted them to yes. hire? Edge uh, Evero for the Broncos, their defensive mm. coordinator. Who was he? Was the Rams' uh, assistant, but now he is the Broncos' defensive oh, he coordinator. He was the other Rams' assistant that people were talking about. They should have hired him. It's, I do remember that now that the yes, the, who is uh, other now the Broncos' assistant. defensive coordinator on one of the best, the coordinating one of the best defenses in the league, and he's getting a lot of head coaching buzz. So missed on that one. Yep. But yeah, so I mean, they need a new DC. I don't know what they're going to do there, but they need a new one. Um, let's kind of wrap this up and talk about, um, well, I guess let's, let's first talk about team's biggest needs this off season. I think we're kind of in, um, lockstep on this one. Obviously we talked about one, the pouring resources into the defense. It's time to do, it's, it's time to do some more. <sighs> um, we talked about this position wise. I think number one is safety. Um, they're already benching Savage and they're going to lose Amos. So they pretty much need two more safeties or we're going to see something similar to the Cantrell Bryce haha years, which were uh, so uh, very hard to watch. 
Um, the, the only thing I could see on the roster right now for future safeties is Ford. Ford. Or Douglas. Douglas yeah. Combo. Exactly. That might be what they have to do. And then they need another edge because I think they're going to have to lose Preston this offseason. And we've seen what the defense looks with Preston and no Gary. Imagine no Preston either. It's not good. I know they hit on Enigbari, but they need they need more edge depth. They really do. Uh, it seems like they hit on Enigbari. We'll see. Um, interior D-line third. Really sucks because they just took one in the first round and he can't f- play. Um, but they're going to need to hit that again. If he can't play. They don't put him on the field. Fourth, tight end. It's a barren wasteland. It's really bad. The problem All with the tight teams. end is they'll draft the tight end, but it'll be three years before he's good enough to really contribute because that's how long tight ends take. Yeah, and then fifth which, fifth wide receiver. I think they do need another one. They need more playmakers on offense, but it does look like they have good players in both Watson and Dobbs. I can't wait to see at the end of the year to be able to see both of them together. That's probably what I'm holding out hope for, most excited for the rest of the year is to watch them play together because that sounds exciting. Um what do we want to see the rest of the season, Dad? I said I wanted to see two full games of Jordan Love. I want to see the culture stay intact. I think they did a good job, like we said in this game, of not giving up when it would have been easy to. Um, I mean, they were down 13 nothing before they even rolled the defensive intros for the Eagles. Like They hadn't even introduced the, D- the Eagles players yet. And then I want to see that Watson-Dobbs pairing, like I said. Those are the things yeah. I'm looking forward to. I want to, to the see more. Yeah, and uh, on top of that, I want to see more of the young players play more snaps. I want to see more Wyatt. I want to see some more Toure. I want to see what he's got um, as well. Um, definitely. Definitely. You know, I don't don't need to see Sammy again. Don't need to see Sammy get another snap. It's I know you necessary. can do this with the offensive line because the offensive line, you need the, the whole group. I'd like to see a little bit more of Zach Tom, but I don't think you can't, t- you can't tinker with the offensive line the same way. Um, so I don't think we'll get to see much of uh, Zach Tom or Rashid Walker. Um, and Tariq We're not seeing any more Sean Ryan. No. And and Tariq Carpenter seems to be just a uh, special teams guy. That's I'd fine. Like... It is, it's a seventh-round pick. It is what it is. Yeah. I'd like to see more of uh, Those other guys for sure. and Ford and, Nick, and uh, Rudy Ford and Nixon. The rest of the season is seeing what you got for next year and who can fill these vital roles that are going to be vacated by the veterans. Um, that's kind of all we got for you guys today. You got anything else you want to say to the dear people then? Um, I think that's all I've got to, to add, uh, today. It's yes. gonna be, if you're it's still gonna listening, a, it's going to be a busy off season. Oh yeah. There's going to be a whole lot of stuff going on. There's going to be a whole lot of stuff going on and we hope you come here and listen with us and listen to us, have little tantrums and have little breakdowns and have some fun. You know, it's, it can get, exci- it can be... get excited about players we don't end up drafting. Exactly. All the fun stuff. And we appreciate if you're still listening that you're still listening with us. This is the longest we've ever had an episode go. Uh, and we appreciate that you're still listening. But with all that said, thanks for coming along for the ride for us and hopefully sticking out the ride with us the rest of the way. Like we said, follow us on Twitter at Father Son Packer. Subscribe to us on YouTube. And until next time, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. <laughs>